0: This is Josh Summers, and you're listening to Everyday Sublime. It's an honor to have you here. This is a podcast in which I endeavored to explore a full-spectrum spirituality, a really uh, robust view of the contemplative path, including the challenges, the joys, the highs and the lows, and how to integrate it all. And uh, in this episode, I share a short reflection i gave last night in the monday night sangha sessions we have um, in our online practice community and i was trying to uh struggling i should say i was struggling to prepare for this talk just given the enormity of what is unfolding in our world it feels like at whatever level i'm looking at it there's a lot of challenge challenge is a it even feels like a euphemism. Uh, there's a, just a breakdown of cohesion. And, um, and so these thoughts that I share are uh, meant to really acknowledge that and provide a reminder about the value and the, as, as Larry Rosenberg once said, um, the importance of practice, whereby practice is not a luxury practice is a vital nutriment. It's a nutriment to support us in the midst of all this upheaval and change. So um, I hope these reflections are of value to you. And if you'd like to join me and my partner, Terry, we offer uh, four weekly classes online that integrate somatic movement of the body in yin yoga and qigong and combine the somatic energetic uh, awareness from the yoga and qigong to support the journey of the contemplative heart which is to look deeply into our our nature and to awaken capacities or dimensions of love and wisdom So if you'd like to join us, there's a link for you in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy today's reflection. Thanks so much. So for tonight, um, as I was sitting through, what what, what can I talk about tonight that's relevant? Um, I I just want to share with you a few words that have passed through my mind and passed through my screen. Um, And I've been reflecting on that question, what's relevant now? And one of the things that flashed through my mind was a memory of reading a book many years ago where the author quoted a, a poem by Emily Dickinson, which is a, only an eight-line poem, but it's a very dense poem. But the first two lines have sort of stuck with me through, through the years. So I want to begin with the first two lines of this poem from Emily Dickinson. She writes, There is a pain so utter, It swallows substance up. There is a pain so utter, it swallows substance up. And I'll come back to that that, that refrain in a moment. But then this morning, as I was checking my email... A, a newsletter came through from a, a colleague of mine. <clears throat> I don't know that well. I met her at a um, uh, a function once in Boston. She's a Boston-based yoga meditation meditation and writing teacher. And her name is Nadia Colburn. Some of you may know her if you're in the Boston area. And she had a. I, I felt a very deep and sensitive. Uh, Group of reflections about sort of current events. And I'm not going to read you the entire newsletter, but a, a few passages I think really ring out right now. So Nadia wrote lots of news looks at things issue by issue. So when you read the paper, you see things issue by issue as if they were all separate. But let's step back for a moment. We're living in a time of enormous and very rapid change. The uncertainty of the pandemic, the real anxiety of climate change and climate refugees around the world, the rapid changes in technology, fewer resources, growing violence. The world is moving quickly and in response to change, people feel fear. And in times of fear, people can't think clearly. They often look to a strong man and fantasize about a better past we can return to. She continues. But we can and must remember what is important. We can and must each of us individually be a ballast, a reminder of what is good and right, of peace and justice, of supporting the environment, of trusting in individual experiences, voices, choices, and stories. When I look around me in my individual life, she says, I see so many good, caring, kind, thoughtful people. I see so many things to be hopeful about in the next generation. But I'm not by any means a Pollyanna, she says. I see how vulnerable these times are. And I believe we need to feel what we feel and process. Maybe we need to rage. To grieve, to scream. She concludes this piece, and there's there's a lot more in here, but she concludes by saying, I believe that writing and meditation are two ways we can meet ourselves and meet our times, two ways that we can be present for what arises, support ourselves and show up more fully for others. And when I read her her reflections here, I I felt immense gratitude because I've felt in the the vein of the Emily Dickinson line, utterly tongue-tied. And so when I come across someone else's heart speaking and articulating things so nicely and well and and heartfully, um, I just feel a tremendous amount of gratitude. So thank you, Nadia. But as I I prepared to share this little passage, and I had written down, scrolled on the top of the page, the Emily Dickinson line. There is a pain so utter it swallows substance up. The word substance is the one of, of those two lines, the one word of those two lines that kind of stands out is with a question mark, for me at least. What, is, what does that mean? And much of the poem really begs a, a deep contemplative listening to, into the meaning. It doesn't, the meaning doesn't reveal itself. The meaning of the poem doesn't, it's a dense poem. So this word substance, you know, rang out at me. And then when I reread Nadia's passage, we can and must each of us individually be a ballast. I've used the word many times myself, but when I asked myself, Josh, can you define ballast? I like, I wouldn't feel comfortable putting a lot of money on my ability to, to define it. I think I know what it means. so I, I, I just looked it up briefly. Turns out it was more or less in my head I was right. Uh, but the definition of a ballast is a heavy substance to improve stability. A heavy substance. like. A weight in a boat that improves the stability of the boat. There's a pain so utter it swallows substance up, it swallows a ballast up, it swallows our stability up, and we reel. So with The reflections from both Emily and Nadia, um, I want to respectfully suggest that meditation practice could be thought of as ballast training. That we connect with A groundedness, a solidity of our being in the midst of tremendous anguish, disorientation, fear. And to that end, um, I'll be taking us into a, a a mini guided meditation that will lead you into a quiet period of, of personal reflection. But I, I, I've been suggesting um, in some of the trainings that I've been giving, I may mention it here every now and then that another way of looking at meditation practice is that it's a a kind of a a life simulator. So if you think of, and I don't know, I've never done this, but if you think of a a pilot who learns to fly, they'll get into a flight simulator, which simulates the conditions of flight and particularly challenges them with the, the dangerous conditions of flight. So they practice and have a trained capacity to be with those challenges that ensures safety. <clears throat> and the more I open my own meditation practice up to not being so rigid around just stay, keeping my attention on my breath, but really soften the, the, the membrane of my meditation practice to let thoughts and feelings and ideas and past and future to let let really the totality of my life into the meditation, the more I started to realize that the meditation, at least in that way, is like a life simulator, the unique challenges, the unique pains, the unique sorrows, that we all have, at times, not all the time, but at times will enter into our practice, or just, you know, normal things will come in too. But we can, through intention, practice bringing a caring attention, a caring listening, An interest in understanding ourselves in a new or deeper way. So that we feel a ballast within ourselves. That our body, the sense of the body sitting upright, stable on the cushion, is an experience of a ballast amidst the swirling storm, the soft breezes, the rain, the wind, could extend it for the snow, sleep of the mind. So I promised I'd be briefer tonight. And I want to end my brief reflections on that note and bring us now into a, a half-hour meditation. So as you heard just there, after this, these evening reflections on Monday nights, um, the group moves into a, a, a half-hour meditation session with a little bit of guidance from me. And then following that, we open up the the table and as you as it were open up the table to uh, have a broader discussion amongst us all and last night's session in response to this talk had a great variety of voices all chiming in with their unique story unique experience a unique perspective on practicing in the middle of this storm and um I'm edified by that conversation. And if you'd like to join the conversation either on Monday nights or over the recordings or just come to our practices, please do consider joining me and Terry in our, um, in our online sangha, a community of like-minded practitioners united around the shared cherishing of yin yoga, qigong, and meditation. So I hope you keep well, keep practicing, stay safe. Let your practice be a ballast in the storm. I wish you all my best. Take good care.